You're listening to And you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Lost in the silence, that's where I will stay. I came in to meet you, but you don't feel the same. I failed you before, I know you won't understand. No. And hey everyone, it is Tuesday, May the 8th, 2018. You're listening to episode 163 of the Collabcast, which is the first of a few episodes we're producing covering the 2018 Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival put on by our friends at Visual Communications. The LA Asian Pacific Film Festival is the premier Asian American film festival in the city of Los Angeles, now in its 34th year. And as one of the community partners through Collaboration and the Potluck Podcast Collective, we're proud to be able to take this opportunity to shine a spotlight on some of the great filmmakers in our Asian American community. Over the next couple of episodes, we'll be uh, presenting our interviews um, with many of the filmmakers from the festival, as well as an in-depth feature on on the winning films of this year's HBO APA Visionaries short film competition. For those of you interested in attending the festival, it's not too late. The festival goes on till the end of the week, and you can check out the schedule of upcoming screenings uh, by going to the website festival.vconline.org. Um, there are a bunch of films coming up Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night um, taking place at the Regal Theaters in LA Live. And on that note, let's move on to this episode's interviews. Um, I was able to sit down during the uh, festival press day to talk to a bunch of filmmakers from this year's um, film festival. On this episode, you'll hear my interviews with the filmmakers of fiction and other realities. It's a party and searching. So without further ado, here is my interview with Bobby Choi, Tom Goble, and Sajin Park, the filmmakers behind the festival centerpiece film, Fiction and Other Realities. And you're listening to the Collabcast. We are here at the 2018 Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. I am here with the cast and crew of Fiction and Other Realities. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Who's <laughs> that? Um, I am here with the producer, Sajin Park, um, co-star Todd Goble. That's right. And the lead actor, co-writer, co-director, and musical director I guess composer, composer. I don't know what you call it <laughs> Bobby Choi aka Big Pony <laughs> Big Pony in Korea because they can't pronounce F's but Big can... Pony here in the States right. um, <laughs> friend of the collaboration friend of the collabcast yeah. welcome back I, always, I feel like I always get you when you're just fresh off the plane yeah I feel bad to your <laughs> listeners because they probably think that why do they keep having this like loser on their show no, you, know? no. you know what I, wa- I, I was a listener and then I kept hearing you on the show and I had to quit you know oh, so okay. it's yeah. because of you no man I got a bad record. <laughs> I mean, we all know Bobby brings the energy to everything he does, too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, congratulations on completing this film um, and having Thank it you. play here at the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. Um, how does it feel to have it out in the world? Oh, is, switching, is this the U.S. premiere? Or? It is. This is a world premiere. Oh, at awesome. The, yeah, at this festival. So yeah. we're... It's super nerve-wracking for me. Like, I've already, like, 
puked a couple times. Really? Just because we haven't screened it yet. It's we're gonna screen it tomorrow. Wow. And it's gonna be. Uh, I don't know what to expect. I'm just. It's. I'm not. I'm out of my element. Have you all seen it yet? Well, I mean, <laughs> during the edit, we watched yeah. it like thousand times, but yeah. then like I've never, you know, seen it on the big screen and okay. with a, a bunch of other people. So yeah, I had to also mention that it's the centerpiece film for the festival, so it's going to yeah. be at the Aratani Theater, which it's, uh, uh, yeah. I actually, I actually haven't seen it, but uh, I've known Bobby for like a year and a half now, and Bobby has a really good track record of like kind of like, oh, I'm nervous, I don't know how it's going to go, and he does this line of what I call lies and like he does this with music he'll be like oh, oh he I does know, yeah I for sure <laughs> it might be and then he just goes out there and freaking kills it and, and then I'll see him I'm like dude what was that and he'll be like oh I don't know how it went I'm like shut up you, gotta like, low, on, you have to lower expectations so, like, and then people is, don't, don't let him do that because that's so annoying um, it's gonna like know. do gangbusters and you're like it's okay <laughs> yeah, I guess exactly I guess it went well right. yeah I'm making a blush right now I just want everyone to know well, tell us a little bit about the film. It's like semi-autobiographical because it follows yeah. a Korean-American guy who goes to Korea to play music. And I mean, you are also a Korean-American guy who went to Korea to yeah. play music. Yeah, and basically <laughs> I just kind of, they say write what you know. <laughs> and so that's what I know, like uh, how to be a musician, how to be kind of write sad songs and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's got a little bit of that, that sadness, but um, hopefulness, I'd yeah. like to think my music might have <laughs> so what's different between the bobby talking to us right now and the bobby yeah. in the in the movie um they're they're similar you know i think um it's a, it's almost carbon copy <laughs> uh i don't know it uh it's fic i mean it's called fiction and other realities mm-hmm. for that reason there's some of it is true and some of it i had to make up just because my life's not that interesting uh, and so it's really not no yeah, oh yeah. the ending's different but we can't tell yeah oh yeah, yeah you can't tell yeah, yeah we can't talk about that <laughs> but yeah but um, I don't know to answer your question I, I think it's pretty similar that's cool what you see on screen a lot of people if you know me you're gonna recognize that guy on screen and just <laughs> feel bad for him so acting with with Bobby was it just like hanging out with Bobby well it's kind of yeah, it, it was really, really cool. And I was I was saying this a little earlier because uh, when Bobby and I first met over Skype and we got introduced through a friend and we went through a casting process, but we got introduced over Skype and he was really, really, I mean, he's really, really sweet and nice about it. And he said, listen, like, I'm not traditionally an actor and I want you to know that and I respect your process and everything that that comes with. And I was like, awesome, thanks for saying that. Uh, we worked on the script a whole bunch together and it was fine. And then, like... I heard the first action and I did my first scene with Bobby and then they said cut and I look at him like dude I thought you said you never acted before he's like oh no man I haven't I'm like that was amazing like why didn't you like, I feel like he uh, kind of led me astray but no it was it was amazing <laughs> acting with Bobby um, it, you know it was uh, he is similar to the character in real life um, and it's a, it's a really beautiful poetic story well, and, uh, Todd also carried carried the scene, you know, help, carried the scenes and helped me. Like when you act with someone that is a good actor, I mean, they kind of like make you a better actor. I, I really believe this because I've worked with uh, I've worked with actors that can act, and they just make me look <laughs> just as bad. <laughs> so like, I got really lucky with this film. That's like awesome. our our co star, Pyong Lim too. She's a seasoned pro. Uh, in Korea, she's a uh, 
yeah, she's an act- actress out there. So yeah. we got really lucky with her, with Todd, with all the cast. Got really lucky. Great. Yeah. Um, how did you get brought on as a producer? So um, we had a mutual friend, actually, Stably co-director. So yeah. I got to know him through another friend of mine, Sean Lake. Mm. He's also starred in the show that I produced called Drama World. And then, oh, okay. Yeah, that's how we met, like, yeah. 20 months ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I saw, um, you know, Steve. I went with Steve uh, to visit them on set when they were filming Drama World. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I had seen Sejin and met him here and there, like mm-hmm. through some mutual friends. Yeah, but you never remembered my name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember Korean names. Period. Like even my wife, for the first two weeks, I kept having to look at my phone to look at what her she name was. She knows she's gonna be listening. <laughs> Why would you say that? She you knows know she's story. gonna be listening. To this. Korean like, names are really hard. Are you hard. kidding me? <laughs> well, even if she knows that, she doesn't want other people to know so, that, man. So don't take it personally, Sejin. I didn't say it. <laughs> I love it. When I when I first uh, looked up Sejin on Instagram, on him and I first met under his when his little bio, it just says, "What does it say? The Sej? The you know it's the Sej. You know it's you the Sej. I love that. And after I read, you know it's the Sej. I'll never forget. That's Sej. that's all you need to know, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's the Sej. That's hilarious. So, Bobby, uh-huh. what made you want to? Because um, you're traditionally, you, you, uh-huh. you're a musician professionally, right? Yeah. What yeah. made you want to write and direct and star in your own film? Um, it had, uh, there's a lot of answers to that. Mm-hmm. Like, and right now, the one that comes to mind is, you know, I've had, I, I've, I enjoy watching my music on screen, actually. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've lended my music to a lot of um, right. filmmakers and seen it in, on TV shows and in, in other films and stuff. I love that process. And, um, that was that's one answer like and i thought you know what better way to showcase my music than like make a movie with that has all my music in it (laughs) that's one answer yeah but i you know i also wanted to uh figure out a way to be a little more responsible with my career Mm. and so in korea the genre of music film is really a big deal it's it it does really well even better so there than in the states Mm -hmm. uh and so i recognized that and i wanted to really do something because i i didn't even really see it happening in korea either like they kept importing a lot of like music music films like Mm -hmm. once begin again those are those like broke records in korea uh and so it's like well how come korean you know production companies are they're not making music films (laughs) I was just like, maybe I should explore this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, seem to agree. And Sejin also came on board because of... Yeah. Cause of, Full disclosure, I am a backer of this film. Oh, <laughs> so awesome. I did give, I give a little bit too. of money for yeah. it. That's awesome. <laughs> did you get all the Amazing. rewards, by the way? I got a poster signed by Bobby. Hey, yeah. I, I, I just uh, would like to point out that I've read the backer page. And I read on the page that if I see you in public, I give you a hug. Yeah. That is on the page. It's have you gotten high, your hug yet? It's I a have high not gotten five. my hug yet. High five. Wow. Well, what level five. was that? Because I feel like a certain level with a poster should get a hug. And if he hasn't got his hug... <laughs> I'm not sure if I got the hug level. I don't, I, I don't remember. You don't know if you hug level. <laughs> I don't know if a hug... I'm okay. Hug, well, I need, it's actually anyone that... Everyone that 
gets spends five bucks or more gets a high five. Okay, so uh, you're wrong. I mean, if you want, I know I'm, I'm not wrong. Todd just wants his hugs. That's all. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm very lonely. <laughs> I'm giving out free hugs all day. So right, okay. well, yeah. I'll cash in my high five right now. All right, oh, right yeah. on. Yes, that's the first <laughs> high five. No one's actually cashed in. You're welcome. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and you know, as um through our work and collaboration, we we work with a lot of musicians, and we yeah. see these stories of just. Um, these really talented individuals trying to make it, and it's, it's. I think it's going to do a world of good to see that struggle or that that life on the screen. And I hope it's inspiring it too. Like honestly, I I want a lot of people to see this film, at least in the Asian American circle. Yeah. And see, hey, Bobby can do it. Let's all try. <laughs> like we can do better than him. And I want them to f- have that attitude. And yeah. I think that it's important. We got to make. We have stories to tell. We have lots of great amazing stories to tell and people need to make them so yeah uh, so how was the how was the filmmaking process like for you Um, because you've been in films before but this is your first time like being behind it right I mean he is really talented like storyteller (laughs) you know I mean I'm very talented (laughs) music before but then he just needed a little of help from Mm -hmm. you know a lot of help friends around so (laughs) I mean yeah it was it's very directed. frustrating when, like, you know, I've been sitting here for the last five years trying to write a script, and I picked up Bobby and Sejin from the airport yesterday, and we're having a little memory powwow, and Bobby's like, oh, this is the first note of fiction and other realities I put in my phone. And he looked at the date, and it was just a few years ago, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, how long did it take you to write? He's like, well, L.A., to Seoul, how long is 11 that? Eleven hours. And he like, <laughs> he like busted out this film in like eleven hours. Wow. And it's on know, the plane too. That's that yeah. takes some fortitude. Well, uh, basically, I just got married like a couple weeks. I I was coming weeks. back to Seoul after my uh, getting married in Hawaii, uh-huh. and I came through LA. In my flight from LA to Seoul, I was like, "What am I gonna do with my life? I'm married now. <laughs> I need to do something bigger and better, and like take care. I have a family now." Yeah. And so I was like, "All right, well, let's try this." This was the first idea that popped in my head. And that's I, a great attitude. To have. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there's there's always there's always another bigger, better goal to reach out. So what's what's next? What's the next big goal for you? Um, so I've I've already written a new pilot. Okay. For a, a, a TV drama, <laughs> it's another so, like Bobby's story. Right. This one goes further yeah. back to like even uh, to uh, it, it deals with issues of why my parents and like um, just like my generation, like growing up, immigration mm. in the seventies, sixties of Korean Americans and uh, and, and yeah, I guess yeah. New, yeah. in New York, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I grew up. Right. There's lots of stories of. What went on, on? Yeah, and like just—it's uh, something about that. I mean, people say that you know we have fresh out of the boat. What else do we need? But we there's other there's other stories. There's yeah. so many other stories uh, from our community. Mm-hmm. There's so many like different types of parents and families and 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 circumstances yeah. and reasons why you immigrate to here. So there's yeah. so many stories, and we we need to tell them. I think it's it's time. Awesome. That's uh, one thing I was saying earlier that I would like to say when I read Bobby's script, how impressed I was because it is a lot about cultural identity, but it does it in such a uh, positive, poetic, beautiful way, and it it tells a really um, nice side of that so I really appreciate that yeah. thanks Todd yeah. I really you're appreciate welcome, you Bobby. <laughs> I really appreciate the sarcasm in your voice I was being open and vulnerable with you man 
Oh, the film is Fiction and Other Realities. It is the centerpiece film for the 2018 LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. Uh, we've been talking to producer Station Park, um, co-star Todd Goebel, <laughs> and the man behind it all, lead actor, co-director, co-writer, uh, Bobby Choi. Thank you so much for joining us on the Cloudcast, and um, have a great rest of the festival. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank you. Next up, I talked to director Weldon Wong Powers and co-producer and writer Lamar Woods of the feature film It's a Party. It's a Party is a movie about a group of people at a surprise party for a mutual friend and the shenanigans they get up to while they wait for a set friend to show up. Both Weldon and Lamar are filmmakers from the Atlanta area currently living in Los Angeles. And we talk a little bit about what it's like to make a movie about your hometown, um, the growth of Atlanta in today's media and entertainment industry, and also about diversity and representation in today's media. So here's the interview. And you're listening to the Collabcast here at the 2018 Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. I am here with Lamar Woods and Weldon Wong Powers, the um, creative team behind um, the feature film It's a Party. Welcome. Yeah. What up? What up, man? Yeah. What's going on? Thanks for having us. Hey. What's going on, uh, y'all? Yeah. So you guys are the producers, and well, you're also the director, it's, and and, uh, and you both writers, film, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And Lamar also stars in the film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about the film. Uh, yeah. Sure. I'll take this one. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Check I it out. Here, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, it, this, it's about a surprise party for a rapper, but he never shows up to the party. So it's like waiting for a Godot with rappers. And uh, uh, yeah, it's like this ensemble vibe with all these great um, actors and comedians from Tone Bell, Tony Baker, Carl Tart, myself, uh, Ego Wodum, Kirby Hill, Baptiste, and Haley Marie Norman. Uh, and it's a comedy, just straight comedy. It's a very funny film, I, I think. Yeah. yeah um, is it set in Atlanta? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Which is where you both are from, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So we actually just came back from the Atlanta Film Festival uh, where we had the, our mm-hmm. Atlanta premiere for the, <laughs> for the film. And How was that? How was um, showing in front of your, your home crowd? It was truly amazing. Like, yeah. it's, it, like the love there for, uh, for the film was immense. Like Everyone was super excited about it. Yeah, I was yeah. very surprised how many people showed up. I was like, no one cares about <laughs> us anymore. But everybody came. They were like, yeah, people, uh, the girl went to prom with was there. She was crazy. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is wild. And then, yeah, and they, um, uh, we were also nervous because some of the characters in the film are based off of people that we grew up with. It's autobiographical, yeah, kind yeah. of. I mean, yeah, I would say some so extent, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they was in there watching. Uh, but they, were, they laughed. They were laughing. It was cool. Yeah. I think um, it's... You know, sometimes you, you just have to accept things about yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is how people see me. <laughs> um, so so you both have been mm-hmm. in the biz for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Acting, producing, writing. Um, how did this movie come about? How did you guys, how do you guys know each other, by the way? We, uh, we actually went to high school together, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, we've known each other for a while. Uh, Lamar used to, he used to do music. Uh, and I used to shoot his music videos back in Atlanta. Okay. That's um, how it started. Yeah. yeah, that's how it started. And so we developed yeah. that into a writing partnership and a producing partnership. Yeah, we drove out here to L.A. and then started shooting videos out here, or, uh, comedy videos, comedy shorts uh-huh. called Northside Comedy, based off where we're from, Northside, Atlanta. Shout out to the Northside. <laughs> that way. That and way. And then, uh, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we really got into comedy and producing. I think early on we realized we were producers, right? And Walden Absolutely. was like, we're producing, actually. And then it, that led to our short films, and then that led to uh, a feature, which was our first, which was It's a Party. Yeah, That's great. Uh, 
So how's it been watching the um, profile of Atlanta grow over the last few years? You know, as as a not only a music um, hub, but now a film and and television hub too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> exciting because uh, I would say a lot of the material that Lamar and I do write is actually based in Atlanta. So it's like now there's like a facility <laughs> there for us to yeah. you know actually go shoot stuff. Yeah, it's really yeah. exciting with when you know. For a while, I think the voice of Atlanta was basic was mostly Tyler Perry, I think, and then uh, <laughs> but then Donald Glover comes out with, with Atlanta, which is obviously totally different from that, and it just we we've been waiting for something like that to see to show how different the city is, yeah. and there's different ways to tell stories within that city, you know, just like Brooklyn or Chicago or anything else. It's like or Boston, what you know, Boston gets a lot of screen time for some reason. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to t- on this podcast to talk about Boston, real quick. It, you know, there's so many movies that take place in Boston, but yeah. Like, you know, there's a world in Atlanta. There's so much more, even outside of the show Atlanta, that, you know, experiences that haven't yeah. been shown yet. So, we're yeah, we're loving <laughs> it. I love that show. I love everybody. I just spilled my drink on my pants <laughs> just now. <laughs> it's, right. it's audio, so people didn't even know that. Yeah. But, now they but he did it. Yeah, I want you to have the visual, everything that's happening. <laughs> I'm also wearing my help my headphones one ear off too, so people know. <laughs> so am I. So it's no yeah. problem. No cool, problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's how the cool people do it. Yeah. Right. It's like backpacks. <laughs> oh, we have a team out in Atlanta for collaboration, for oh, Asian American scene out there, and you know, uh-huh. um, people don't think of Asian Americans out in Atlanta, just right. like Korean, Vietnamese. Yeah, like people are always uh, surprised by the diversity in Atlanta. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I, I think it's such a considered such a traditional white and black city, but it's yeah. it's hugely diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, Walden, how did you get into directing? Uh, you know, I've, I've just been doing it for a while, I would say. I've been making films since I was a kid, so uh, this was just the natural progression. I had made a bunch of shorts and uh, done a bunch of web stuff, and so this was, like, the next step for me. Awesome. Yeah. So you, you decided you want to do it, and was there any, like, any say parental pressure <laughs> oh uh yeah on the asian parent side yeah we can get into that it's, uh how long do we got <laughs> yeah, i want to hear all about it yeah. uh no that being said you know my mom she's uh she's from hong kong originally and she uh she's fully supportive of, of what i do i mean like she does ask about money a lot <laughs> but other than that like there's no like you should have been a doctor or something like that like that's that's not there you know? that's awesome yeah i mean you're doing you have a film out in the yeah the, this is not your first feature, right? This is my first feature. Your first yes, feature. It okay. is. Uh, yeah. Congratulations yeah, yeah. on thank you. Both your first features, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, appreciate awesome. it. Yeah, it always comes up when I'm talking mm-hmm. with Asian American yeah. um, creatives. It's like the, the parent question. Right, it gets right, a little right. old sometimes because like yeah. not all parents are like that. Yeah, but there is a little bit of the um, like not guilt, but yeah. like am, am I am I, am I right. Fully using the opportunities my parents gave me yeah. in the right way. <laughs> right, but, right, right. We got yeah. that too. The black black moms asked for money too. My mom was like, hey, "Y'all get him." Uh, I go, I, uh, "Yeah, buy your tickets online for the festival." She's like, "Are, so, are y'all gonna get that money though?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm not getting that money." But yeah, they, yeah, it's all we all we all got to get the money out here. Yeah, people gotta watch it. Yeah, and then you get the money. <laughs> right, 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 right. Just come, yeah. just come. Yeah. Yeah. The money's coming. I promise. Yeah, and I think. Um, just to speak about growing up Asian American in Atlanta, um, it's definitely you know it's a it has a, it's such a different racial culture there than it, than we have here in Los Angeles. So uh, growing up there, I definitely um, kind of gravitated towards more of the black culture when I was growing up, and and that was my identity when I was uh, trying to figure out who I was, and you know like yeah. uh, you know in that very formative <laughs> stage of my life. So so Atlanta uh, provided this like great 
uh, alternative for me to, to really um, find myself in that culture, in that city. So I'm, I'm hugely indebted to it. Yeah. I mean, that's great because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talk about, like, we're in a time right now where things are changing in terms yes. of people's perception on what diversity can bring to the table right. in terms of entertainment. Yeah. And, you know, we need... We need yeah. projects like yours that are, are, are very intersectional. You have a very cool. you have the Asian Americans uh-huh. in the crew. You have yeah. African Americans mm-hmm. in the cast and talent and production, and everyone's working together to create uh-huh. something new, right? right? Yeah. Something, something that people haven't seen before. Yeah, and and, yeah. and much props to the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival because they they recognize that my Asian American experience is different from from many others. So uh, so this movie is actually a representation of of that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Intersectional. Would you say? Interse- Intersectionality. Intersectionality. I was trying to think of that word before I came here because I was going to try to use it because I was like, there's a word for what we're doing. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. So now I'm going to start saying it in the next interview. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I'm glad to provide that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for you. Give me the hot button words so I can drop them in the next interview. Yeah. Um, so, Lamar, you have a background with the UCB theater, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Upright um, Citizens Brigade. Yeah, is that yeah. something you did when you... Um, did, were you always into improv comedy, or is it something you just started doing when you came to L.A.? Uh, it's, yeah. It's a very, like, L.A., New York thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? I never heard of it before <laughs> I moved to L.A. I didn't know what improv was, but and I... Uh, well, I think when I got here, we, we would just go there just like leisurely to yeah. go to go see shows and then mm. i remember seeing donald glover there speaking mm. see how four circles from atlanta <laughs> and then uh and a couple other black dudes there was like one two maybe one or two and yeah. i was like you know this looks like fun i feel like i could do this and then eventually i got uh that found out they had like a scholarship they yeah. were trying to get more diverse and um yeah and i got that scholarship and i went started taking classes and fell in love with it and then um now we have now i have my group white women which is an all black (laughs) male team now that performs the second friday of every month there and yeah we that's like my home yeah it's great i love i I love that um even like all all aspects of art is starting to become more colorful yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. even in comedy like you know Mm -hmm. we're starting to get more asians too um yeah my friend will chill it Oh, you know what, Joe? That's the homie. Yeah, yeah, that's my man. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up, baby? We family, though. (laughs) And he's hilarious. It's opening up a whole new audience of like, hey, look, Asians like comedy too. Right. Funny Asians too. Like everyone can be funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's like it's just like the when we first got out here because we were when we were shooting our internet sketches, we were like we we were looking for like African Americans, but we couldn't find. We were like they were all doing stand up, (laughs) and it was like oh, because we see. Eddie Murphy, we see right, this is right, what right. you see. So you're like, okay, this is what my path. When you look at the uh, uh, improv houses, you didn't see that. So he's mm-hmm. like, well, this, maybe it's not for me. I mean, you know. And then you, you, you know, I saw Donald and I connected with him, and I was like, maybe this is something I can do because he can do it. Yeah. And, and then you realize you get in it, you were like, oh, this is this isn't like a white thing. This is just yeah. a thing that white people were afforded because <laughs> they have money to afford it. But it's actually just That's true. for everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Not to tell his stories for him, but mm-hmm. uh, same like Will saw Stephen Young in mm-hmm. Chicago doing improv, uh, and that's how he uh, like, yeah. discovered. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, right, right, right. trailblazers out yeah. in the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now you guys are providing that to also young producers and directors. Mm-hmm. Like you guys can make a film, like a right. full-on movie right, that you right. can show people, put on the big screen. Yeah, and hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, we're all trailblazing at some. Level. Yeah, on some way. Yeah. yeah, it's like just representation is yeah. crazy. It's like, we're all we're all part of a step of this process of yeah. of expanding the, yeah. the whole scene. Yeah. yeah. 
So what's next for the movie after? Well, um, for those of you who are listening, um, and just in case I get this out uh, early, um, the movie is playing at the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival on Wednesday, yes. um, May the 9th, 9th yeah. at, at, in LA Live. LA Live, yeah, 9.30. 930. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so um, if you... If, 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 if it's before May 9th, you should go check it out. If not, um, look it up and find it yeah, where you yeah. can. Just yeah. Google it. Hopefully it'll be out by then. <laughs> what, uh, what's next for the film after this? Are you still on the, the circuit? or? Yeah, yeah I we think are. We're, yeah, we're just still running through festivals and then you know just uh, trying to build an audience and get connected with the fans and uh, just trying to build buzz on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's next for you guys? Are you guys um, already thinking of the next film or are you just focusing on this one right now? No, yeah, we're, we're working on the next script right now. We, we're doing another feature. It's a romantic comedy this time. and right. uh, So we're dipping into our soft side. And, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's about an interracial couple. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be intersectional. I yeah. can tell you that yeah. right now. Sure. Is yeah. that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> well, the film, is, it's a party. Um, it's going to be on the film festival circuit for, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so for a few months, you, yeah. You want to check it out? Um, definitely, it's, it sounds hilarious. It sounds funny. I can't wait to watch it myself. Um, I've been talking to the director, Walden Wong Powers, yep. and also his co-writer and also co-producer Lamar Woods. Um, thanks you so much for joining us Thank on you, the Flapcast, and um, have a great festival. Uh, thanks. thanks so much. Yeah. All right, thanks. For our last segment, here is our interview with the filmmakers behind the festival opening film, Searching. I talked to director Anish Chagante and his producer, Sev Ohanian, about their film, which is a thriller um, about a father searching for his missing daughter that takes place all on computer screens. We talk about what it took to make the film and also how cool it was to get John Cho to star in the film. Um, here is our interview with the filmmakers of Searching. And you're listening to the Collabcast. We're here at the 2018 Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. I'm here with the filmmakers behind the opening night film, Searching, uh, Anish Chagante and Sev Ohanian. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, congratulations on the film. Um, I was actually at Sundance, but didn't get the chance to watch it because the wait list just filled up instantly. So <laughs> that's cool. I, I mean, sorry, down. but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> But um, was able to cast a film last night, and it it was amazing. It blew my mind. Um, do you guys want to talk a little bit about what the film's about? It's, yeah, yeah. Seb knows what it's about, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, searching is a <clears throat> it's kind of like what we call a very conventional, hyper modern thriller about a father searching for his missing daughter. Mm-hmm. And the way he's going about doing that is he's kind of using all of her social media accounts to find out any information that he could find out that could help him solve the case. But in the process, he's learning things about her that he never imagined he would learn. And the crazy thing about the film is that it kind of uses all the devices that we use every single day to tell the story. Yeah, the entire film is desktops, um, TV screens, um, phones... That was a great pitch. Yeah. That was yeah. a good pitch. <laughs> uh, it's way better than my pitch. What's, what's your pitch? It's a movie. It's a movie, yeah. yeah and, it and is a movie. Stop there. It is a movie where John Cho searches <laughs> yeah, for his daughter. Exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and yeah, it stars John Cho. He's the, he's the father of the family, and it's an Asian-American family, mm-hmm. and that's crazy to see on screen, too. And Yeah. Sad that, that's sad that that's <laughs> a reaction. Know, that's, <laughs> I, yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you also have Deborah Messing yeah. in there, and, and amongst others. And um, 
yeah, I was going to talk about what we just talked about my name, but that's a spoiler, so I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, I'll do that. <laughs> that um, so, what, um, what was the inspiration behind making the film and making the film this specific way? Oh, man. Uh, so, Anish and I, you know, we've been partners for a couple of years, writing partners. Um, and we, uh, you know, he's a director and I'm a producer, and we've been kind of looking for something that we could write that would be kind of small enough that he'd be able to direct as his first feature and I would be able to help produce. <laughs> um, and in all that while, you know, we, we'd been working together. We had, we had made a Google Glass spec commercial called Seeds that Anish directed that kind of had gotten a lot of press and Anish uh, was able to get a job writing and directing commercials at Google. Mm. Um, and, and all this while, I had a meeting, a general meeting with a company called Basilex. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a production company ran by Timur Bekmamatov, who's a director. And when I had a meeting with them, they had just released a film called Unfriended. Mm. And it was also a movie that takes place kind of like on devices and screens. Yeah, it's a horror film, right? It's a horror oh, film, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was super successful for them theatrically. And in this meeting with me, they were kind of like, you know, is there any computer ideas that you would have? Or is there any filmmakers you know that'd be a good fit? And I was like, dude, like, literally my writing partner is directing commercials at Google. <laughs> so I immediately had Anish come in with me the following day to have a follow-up meeting. Yeah, and when I came in first, they were like, we don't want to make a feature film that takes place on the screens. We want to make a short film and put that short film in a feature film that's comprised purely of short films and i was like okay i thought you were gonna say let's make a feature on a computer screen because i was about to say no i don't want to do that (laughs) um because that doesn't sound that great to me so but a short film sounds pretty exciting so um, a a couple months go by and seven i end up texting each other for the first idea of of searching which was a short film it was like eight minutes long we put together a three-page pitch packet of like this is what's gonna feel like look like blah 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 and i happened to be in la again and we met with uh met with the financiers and I mean or the, the producers but it was in addition to the producers we were at a big table with these financiers as well and it was seven eye on the other end and they were like hey we actually don't want to make this into a short we want to make it into a feature Anish you can direct it Sev you can produce it Anish and Sev you can write it we'll finance the whole thing what do you guys say and immediately I said no and <laughs> Sev was just like what the I mean he didn't say that out loud but his foot was saying it I for mean, me I mean I just just please picture this moment if you can right <laughs> every filmmaker's dream yeah you have an idea for a film you have your first time director you're at a big fancy conference table and they're like we're going to give you guys a ton of money to make this film and and your partner your director says no (laughs) i was like dude like i literally i think i remember like heat radiating from my body and i was trying to turn it like he means no problem problem. like no no way way. (laughs) exactly Um, but uh and then i mean look and he shot a valid point honestly yeah i mean it was like it was it was it was the last thing that anyone wants to be a part of is a movie that doesn't have a reason to exist. And we <laughs> felt like, in that moment, I felt like what we'd be doing would be stretching an idea that we had found a way to work in eight minutes back into a 90-minute idea that had no reason to be a feature film um, that wasn't engaging or emotional or, or, or any of the reasons that we wanted to make movies in the first place, let alone a first movie, which is so important in any sort of career <laughs> kind of moving forward. Um, but any movie. Um, so we said, you know, no. And, and Seb said, we'll be in touch. And, and, and we, but we kept talking about the enormity of the opportunity and how no first-time filmmaker ever gets that to them. So we're like, let's just talk about it. And if we can't find a way, we can't find a way. We're not upset at ourselves. And one day, we found a way. Like, one day we called each other up and somehow had the same exact idea for an opening scene of the movie. And, like, the opening scene was so specific that we were like, whoa, all of a sudden this movie had characters, it had emotion, it had, like... Tears. Yeah. And I mean, you've seen the opening scene. Like, w- yeah, it was a very like. It was like um, 
it reminded me of the Google commercial Dear Sophie. Yeah. But yeah. With, but with tragedy. Nice. You know your Google commercial. Yeah, it's, it's Dear Sophie meets up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, sort of how it, Well, I mean, Dear Sophie was another like big moment because like, oh, that's an Asian kid. <laughs> right. right. That's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was a, it was like, I think those were Korean kids, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Our idea with that opening sequence was to give the audience something that would make them forget that what they're watching is taking place on devices. That after those first five minutes, they're just invested, they care, and they can't wait to see what happens. I mean, you pulled it off, and it, it's so, like, amazing because as, as, because so everything takes place on computer screens, you know, you're typing in search terms, you're using, like, Google pins and things like that. <laughs> and, you know, for those of us who do that, like, I use Gmail every day, like, we're, like, typing along with them, and it's, the way that it's shot, the way that um, it was edited, is very intuitive. Like people, like you, you were following their every move, and you kind of you do forget that you're just watching their screen. And thanks, that, that's man. like that's yeah. you guys really like. It's like I said, it, it blew my mind, and, and it was really like. It, and, and I see where you're coming from. If you pitch to me like, oh, it's just like a movie on a computer screen, I'm like, okay, whatever. Right. Yeah. But, and we had the same reservations, yeah. and I think it's because of those reservations that we were ultimately. We had such a such an intense filter on every <laughs> single idea that came through that nothing came through, and then the one that ended up making it, it through yeah. was just like, okay, that really feels like a perfect marriage of, of style and substance. Like, what if we did this for ninety minutes, and if we could like make you feel engaged, like that could be really awesome. Yeah. And you guys had a really ingenious way of using like FaceTime and different webcams and mm-hmm. things so that you still had characters, you can still see characters' faces, emotions and, and things like that. And and there's just so much going on um, that like I wanna go watch it again to catch things that I missed. Mm-hmm. You know? It's yeah, like, there's a lot there. You missed all <laughs> I mean like it's it's impossible. Like the first time you watch it, you're watching the story. Mm-hmm. The second or t- third time you watch this movie, like you can follow storylines that you had no idea existed. There's like like dozens of storylines happening simultaneous to the main plot of the movie that are like in email subjects or yeah, text like message j- bodies. Just to paint the just to paint the pictures, like you know, as you've seen the movie, like it's taking place on devices we all use, right? So mm-hmm. when when there's an email that is important to the story, great. But there's 20 other emails that are like written there, and like we, you know, people use lorem ipsum as like kind of filler text. Mm-hmm. We had to go through, and a lot of this was a niche. Like fill out what those emails would be. What are the other text messages? Yeah. What are the other documents on the computer? And I, what I love is that like the story, like and he says, has so many storylines happening on the side that are all kind of connective, and they're part of the bigger world that the story takes place yeah. in. Like one of my favorite things that Anish did that, that caught me off guard was. Uh, and this doesn't spoil anything, but like over the course of the movie, we, you know, David, the main character, the father had, you know, he'd gone on a date the week before, <laughs> like probably through eHarmony. And like, we'll see if you look at the corner of like one of the text messages at the beginning, it's like this woman, Hannah saying, hey, I had a great time at dinner last week. Let me know if you want to go again next week. And then we see another text from her saying, uh, hey, just making sure you got my last message. We'd love to get together again. And like halfway through the movie, when you know this guy's daughter is missing and everyone knows it, she's like, oh, your daughter is missing. Totally sorry. Maybe next week. <laughs> like, and like, you know, there's so many little tidbits like that that yeah. we will let people discover on their own and uh and yeah it was it was definitely a challenging thing for us to do and time consuming especially on Pornesia's part but it makes it so much funner to rewatch the movie yeah and um i want to talk about one of my favorite scenes which is the the scenes where john just starts to starts to notice something's wrong mm-hmm. and you know you kind of start feeling the panic of being and then we were we were sitting next to one of my friends who just these have a newborn girl 
and they're like, this movie messed us up. Oh, like, we're never letting her out of her sight ever again. Uh, but you were able to capture that. Like, you know, another friend sitting next to me was saying, I need to call my dad <laughs> right afterwards. Tell them where they are. Yeah. And it's such like a, it's, it's, it's a thriller, but it's also a horror story because mm-hmm. it's like, you're not only talking about family dynamics, but also cyberbullying, like cybersecurity. There's so many things that like, you just you can relate to as a person who lives in the modern world. Yeah, no, we we, we, we study a lot of that, like kind of going in and, and, and being able to like use I don't know, use the use the internet as it exists right now to sort of help track, you know, David's sort of growing panic and, and, and throughout the film and, and and really most of all make the internet look familiar and identical to the ones that our audiences use. You know, yeah. I feel like a huge a huge kind of Problem, not problem, but a huge thing that I see in in, in media, whether it's TV or or, or or movies these days, is just like no one ever depicts the internet accurately. They're all like making up user interfaces and like typing in keywords, and they're like in the mainframe, and like you know, it's just like like I've never seen, and it's just like we live in 2018, like we all use this stuff. Like why why is this made up? Um, and acting like click click, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, oh, you're God. in. Yeah, yeah. Until what? I just I just need a back door. Um, uh, and it's just like it, it's like why, why? And for us, it's a big, big objective was to always make the internet look like the internet that we know, and also to like treat it fairly and mm-hmm. represent it accurately in the way that uh, I think audiences will hopefully be able to see when they when they see the movie. Yeah, well, I think part of what we were trying to do with the film is treat our audiences as smart as we know that they are. Yeah, and I think hopefully that's what's going to make the movie appealing to the wider audiences who will recognize that these <laughs> this is exactly what I do every day. Yeah, and I love how much you made John a dad. Yeah. Like, he's great. He's great. He elevates the movie so much. You know, awesome. by the way, John is a father. Like he, yeah. he looks like he's the handsomest, yeah, the, you know, thirty-year-old yeah. on the planet. But like he literally is is a dad. Yeah. You know? Like and that's and it was great for us because you know he's a movie star. Yeah. And he's in big action, you know, billion-dollar movies. But he got to like really flex on this film. You know, like we and I think Anish did a fantastic job working with him and kind of. I mean, he carries the film in so many ways. Yeah, he does. He was does. he always going to be the guy? In your, mm-hmm. in your we wrote it with, with the, as David Kim. Yeah, okay. we, wrote, we wrote it for a Korean American man, and we wrote it for John. Uh, and you know, fought our battles to try and get make sure that John came into the picture. But yeah. once he did, it was a, a big win for us, and, and was able to sort of like secure a lot of pieces around him. Um, that because at the end of the day, he sort of anchors the the whole piece. Yeah. Um, so what's next for the film? You guys are you guys are picked up by Sony Screen mm-hmm, Gems, right? Mm-hmm. And it's um, going to theatrical. Yeah, August, right? Yeah, you it comes out. About that? Uh, yes, uh, it very uh, <laughs> excited. Uh, VV excited. Um, <laughs> it comes out in August uh, on August third. Um, it comes out across the country and uh, hopefully even more places after that. But. Uh, so excited for people to see this it's hashtag searching movie uh, if you want to keep tabs on, on what's going on yeah and we're, we're going to be releasing a lot of stuff starting yeah. very soon online yeah. I mean, most uh, of the posts are currently mine on hashtag searching movie <laughs> and uh, like, like you know we're going to have definitely a very cool traditional big marketing campaign but dude there's so many cool things that are coming out related to this film you guys are not going to I mean it's just we were getting our minds blown by, by the great people we're working with we're so excited and the last thing I just want to say about that on a really candid level like this film was developed from day zero to be a audience friendly movie I mean it's made I mean I don't know you tell me if I'm wrong but like it's made to be seen in a big crowded theater that experience is is unmatched for sure I mean it definitely was like really like once you get like testament to that first scene like once you get into the film it's like you're you're locked in and you're just following and it does not let up until the end and 
it's a it's a it was a really great movie viewing experience. Right. Thanks, thanks, we, Marvin. We look forward to uh, to supporting the film as well as it goes towards uh, its theatrical release. Um, been talking to the director and producer behind Searching, starring John Cho, um, the opening film of the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. Uh, thanks so much for talking. Yeah, with thanks us. for having thanks, us, Marvin. Marvin. Yeah. The theatrical, cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. And that'll do it for this episode of the Collabcast and part one of our coverage of this year's Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. Um, stay tuned later this week where we will present the rest of our interviews from the Festival Press Day, as well as a special feature episode covering the premiere of this year's 2018 HBO APA Visionary Short Film Competition. As always, the Collabcast is a program of collaboration, um, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian American community. Uh, you can find out more about collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. If you'd like to reach out to the Collabcast, either to give us feedback or to suggest um, any topics for future episodes, you can reach us at podcast at collaboration.org. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on Google Play Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Um, and if possible, don't forget to give us a good rating and review. Special thanks to Travis Atreo for use of his song Calling For You for this episode's intro and outro. The Collabcast is a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian-American-hosted podcasts featuring unique voices from our community. Um, if you like what you hear, uh, check out one of our other great shows, like Saturday School, an Asian-American pop culture history podcast hosted by film scholars and journalists Ada Sang and Brian Hu, both of whom have also been on our podcast in the past. Um, check them out and the other great programs of The Collective by going to our website at podcastpotluck.com. Thanks again for listening to the Collabcast. Uh, my name is Marvin Yue, and we'll see you next time. See, I'm calling for you.